The Lord be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's service as we gather around God's holy word and receive the gift of his very body and blood in the Holy Communion. A few announcements for this morning. Uh, Sunday school and Bible class will resume next Sunday at 9.30. Also, there is no Monday evening service tomorrow, but will resume on Monday, January 8th. This Wednesday, the Board of Elders will meet in the Fellowship Hall at 7 p.m. The best way to follow along is to place your bulletin in the back of your hymnal. The panel serves as a guide. Simply go to the page indicated. That's it for our announcements for this morning. Please stand. The bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the Lord, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Redeemer, you wonderfully created us and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after Christmas is from Isaiah chapter 61 and 62. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress. And as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts. And as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up. So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet, until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness, and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty at the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of the Lord. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The epistle is from Galatians chapter 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. The sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. And he will come again.
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the Gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. My eyes have seen your salvation. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, today as we hear of the presentation of Jesus at the temple, we learn that Jesus is actually the present. Now in my childhood memories of opening Christmas presents, there are two presents that stand out for me. And as you think back at your own childhood, I'm sure you can think back to a, a present that you were so excited about, that in fact it made you maybe jump up and, and even scream. Well, I had two that I wanna call your attention to today. Each was the present for that particular year. One year, it was a Stingray bicycle. It was blue with a white banana seat. I rejoiced greatly when I saw it, jumped up and ran to it. You've never seen one, have you? That was the in thing. The banana seat. It was awesome. The other year, it was Rosignol skis. As I received that great gift, I echoed the Rosignol motto. It takes a Rosie to catch a Rosie. With, while each gift had tremendous upside, there was also a downside for both. I suffered road rash on my forehead after going airborne on my Stingray bicycle on the home, homemade ramp that my buddy Huey and I had made. And the ski patrol with his own Rosignol skis caught me, skiing straight down the mountain and threatened to pull my lift ticket. I was mortified. Now there's no such downside with the present Simeon held in his arms. The present of Jesus, sent by God the Father and delivered by God the Holy Spirit, brings nothing but peace and joy, not just for a while, but for eternity. Now, this is what Simeon, the man who we hear was waiting for the consolation of Israel, it's what he wanted for Christmas. He had been promised by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Christ. So it wasn't the stuff of this world that Simeon wanted, like bicycles or skis. But he, in essence, was saying to our Lord, all I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is you. This thing about Christmas gifts, our family celebrated Christmas, we share now with other families, so we were all together during the week, and that's when we celebrated Christmas. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? This week all kind of blends together. But I have a new granddaughter, and I watched Madeline open her gifts. And she was enthralled, excited about the wrapping paper about the box, about a ball that she carried around. And I was thinking about that, that those things have no inherent value, right? In fact, with the wrapping paper and the boxes, we, we throw them away. Now, our guests, as adults, we forget that they're like that too. Our clothes, our smartphones, our computers, and all the toys that we accumulate for ourselves, in the end, they have no inherent value. It's why Jesus says, quote, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and, and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, 
where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Simeon had a heart for Jesus. Jesus was all he wanted for Christmas. And he recognized that all the other things of a fallen world, that they don't last. And they have the potential even of causing pain and trouble in our lives, just like my Stingray bicycle and my Rossignol skis. When we fix our eyes on the things we build for ourselves, we end up empty because they don't last. And maybe as we grow older, we begin to see that, right? What's really important and what's not. Or maybe we don't. And something happens in our lives that wakes us up to recognize that we need Jesus. That in the end, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. The word made flesh, Jesus Christ, stands forever. He's there for us, no matter what. There to love us, there to care for us. So, that day, the 40th day after Jesus' birth, when Joseph and Mary come into the temple to do for Jesus according to the custom of the law, well, Simeon received the present. He received his present, the one he wanted. The one in the end is that we all should want because it's the greatest gift ever that ever will be. He received his present. He received the human being as we human beings were meant to be. The gift that would keep on giving, that would grow up and give his life for the life of the world through his suffering and death, how he would rise from the dead after bearing our sin and death. Through his death, he would rise and now live to serve us the antidote to that sin and death, forgiveness, life, and peace. He would ascend into heaven, not to leave us, but to fill all things in heaven and on earth. And he would send his spirit at Pentecost, who's been at work ever since in this way, to bring the gift of Jesus into our hearts and into our lives. It's kind of interesting. Simeon didn't go see Jesus. Jesus came to him in church. Unlike the shepherds or wise men, Simeon, like us, didn't get to see angels or a special star. What he had was the Word of God. And that's all we need. It's all we need. By the Spirit at work through God's Word, Simeon was enlightened to see God with him in Jesus. God promised Simeon that this would happen, and it did. We have this same word of God, a word that reveals that he's present in the water and word of holy baptism, there to take up residence with us. He's present where we gather in his name to hear his word, there to be for us 
as our Savior. He's present in the bread and wine as his word gives and bestows what it says, this is my body, this is my blood. For what? For the forgiveness of our sins. Wow. Now you might say, oh, if I were Simeon and could just hold Jesus, well, then I would believe. Really? How did Simeon know that a baby in diapers was God in the flesh? The same way you know. Through his word that makes believers of us, receivers of the greatest gift that ever will be, Jesus, and him crucified and risen from the dead. Now, Simeon had his promise made to him, right? And we have our promises made to us too, don't we? Like God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So when Jesus comes to us, like he came to Simeon that day, and we hold him, not in our arms, but in our mouths, as we eat and drink of his body and blood, we, like him, do some proclaiming too. We proclaim what this means. It means life, peace, and joy to the world. We confess with Simeon, my eyes have seen my salvation, your salvation, God, for me. I see it now. He saw his salvation through his ears. And that's how we see it too. We are enlightened to see what we don't see. Kind of like when, you know, a microscope looks at things that you can't see with the, the naked eye. The word of God makes clear that God is with us in the flesh, in Jesus Christ. So we sing Simeon's very words and make them our own. And note how we will sing the Nunc Dimittis, is what it's called, right after the Lord's Supper. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For nothing and no one can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He has bodied and blooded himself together with us and promises never to leave. Today, it's New Year's Eve. And quite frankly, it's the perfect day to talk about Simeon. For this day was a turning point for Simeon. His waiting was over. The promise was fulfilled. And now he looked into the future with hope and confidence. He was ready to die, and for whatever might come his way, he held his Savior in his arms. What could possibly overshadow that? Well, we don't know what the new year will bring for us, this day is a turning point for us too, the close of one year and the start of a new one. This day is when many look back to the year gone by and look forward to the year ahead. The joys and regrets of the past and the hopes and the dreams may be the fears of the future. Like Simeon, we can face the future, whatever it holds, with confidence. For our Savior has come for us with forgiveness for the past and hope for the future. Like Simeon, none of us knows how much longer we have to live, but from that day on, this Simeon knew that he could depart in peace 
And that we know too. We can depart this year in peace, and we can depart this life in peace because our sins, our failures, our mistakes, our screw-ups, and our rebellion is forgiven. All of it is forgiven. This is his present for you. Happy New Year. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Lord, in the fullness of time you sent forth your Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us and give us adoption as your sons and heirs. Hear us, Father, as we call to you in his name. Give us grace to rejoice in Christ's blessed incarnation and grant us a glad new year. Lord, in your mercy. Lead your church, Lord, to follow the example of the blessed Simeon, that all baptized Christians would embrace the Christ child by word and faith, and so be ready to depart whenever they are called. We thank you this day for the work of Mary Neesing, Trinity's part-time custodian, and your blessing in all church workers and those preparing for church work, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey that they may faithfully bring your word into the hearts and lives of others. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood on earth is named, bless Christian families with your promises. Give parents diligence and delight in their work and grant your favor on all children, that they may grow in the strength and wisdom. Bless widows, orphans, and broken families also with your mercy and give them joy in the redemption you have won for us in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, mighty Lord, you have given power to the nations and to those who govern for the good of their people. Bless our president, Congress, governor, and all leaders, that justice may be prevail and your people will be free to live at peace with all. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, help the sick and the suffering, especially those who desire our prayers, including Kathy, Gary, Carl, and Sharon recovering after surgeries, Marion Rebolt diagnosed with cancer, Carter and Owen, premature newborn twins of Trenton and Julie who are hospitalized for the victims of war in the Middle East and the Ukraine, Renee in rehabilitation after surgery, Bart for continued management of his illness, for Lisa, Charles, Carl, Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, for the family of John Ware, and the Valders community at the tragic death of a high school student. Surround them with your love in Christ, and according to your gracious will, heal them. Comfort those who mourn, and fill their hearts with the certain hope of the resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, for the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we gather together the offering. We invite you to fill out the friendship registry.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Amen. God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh. We thank you that for his sake you've given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be able constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.